kind of weak on notes. But. Oh, yeah. Well, here, let's just go. That's how we can start. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to... I was about to say, don't feed the artist. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's on the same thing. Yeah, welcome to Deep Dive. I'm Jackson Russo. And I'm Adam Sully. I'm going to let you run this one. Um, I got the... Okay. I got their Wikipedia sh- uh, pulled out. Well, so so th- this week I'll we did uh, the band Caius. Yeah, it's spelled K-Y-U-S-S. Uh, if you've heard of them before, it's because they're considered pretty inf- influential in the stoner rock music scene. Yeah, uh, They led to bands like Queens of the Stone Age and Eagles of Death Metal and some other things. Whom I would not consider stoner rock. No, but they definitely have an influence that is from there, so it makes sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Josh Homme was in it. A uh, bunch of other people. Yeah, and the only other up. person really of note that I knew of was uh, Nick Oliveri. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. Oh, he sucks. Yeah. Which like, is, that guy sucks hard. Yeah. Uh, this band, I guess, was also, it's worth noting, uh, John Garcia was the vocalist, and it was kind of his band is in a lot of ways. Is that someone of note that I should know? He's not in anything else, really, anymore, but this was kind of like his thing. Okay. Um, and then Josh Homme kind of had increasing influence over time yeah you can tell that for sure uh josh homie yeah, he if you was look like at the 16 or 17 yeah, when he, they started he was young yeah maybe younger but yeah it, i mean and so we can just go straight into it then cause if you look at his uh pictures like he, you can tell he's the youngest of the group yeah it's really weird and yeah. as, as the albums go on there so there's what four yeah there's four studio four albums. albums yeah and so as you get into it um it's very clear that Josh Homme becomes more involved. Just looking at the songwriting yeah. credits, there's one of the albums that he did almost entirely, I think. Yeah. Is the credited writer. So. And th- they're no longer a band. They started in 1987 to yeah. 96. So, yeah. I guess and they haven't done any like reunions or anything. Yeah. None of that bullshit. So. Of course, in Josh Homme fashion, super pompous about it. Like, I've gotten offered so much money. Right. And yeah. it, that's just not what Caius is about. I would do it for a free six pack. I like his music, but He's, man, fuck well, him. <laughs> yeah. He also kicks people in the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he uh, apologizes for it in a real half-ass fashion. Well, he thought it was a camera, so it was okay to kick it. Yeah, because so. naturally cameras just are free-floating. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we can go ahead and start. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they uh, they put out their first album, Wretch, in 1991. Uh, they put it on EP before that. We didn't listen to it, but it's mostly the same songs. Yeah, I, I didn't so. even know that. Well, I just thought it'd be worth noting that it was, uh, so, I mean, the dates for the albums are all pretty close together, 1991, 92, 94, and 95. They, um... Uh, but they were a band a couple years before that and just didn't do anything, I guess, so... Yeah, they there really isn't much on this band that you can find, like, yeah, and by that I mean, like, anecdotes, read. that yeah. kind of stuff. It's really more the music stands for itself. Other than that, there's really just the kind of, they were, um, they came up in that uh the california desert scene Mm -hmm. and uh if you don't know about that there's uh was it in sound city or was it uh the sonic highways some of it in both of those yeah Yeah. so dave Grohl's little documentary stuff uh there's some good stuff on it and it's pretty interesting uh but they had the the generator parties they would take out they would go out into the middle of the desert and throw their own shows and kais was like the band from that yeah, I mean, Dave Dave Ketching and some of the other people in Queens of the Stone Age are all in that same scene at that time, too. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, the first album, I have nothing nice to say about... I'm just going to go ahead and say it. 
this band. I have okay. zero positive to say about so this for band. So for context, before we did this, you hadn't listened to them before, right? No, but I knew who they were. I, yeah, so I knew who they were, and I'd listened to probably two of their albums, I think. Like I the whole albums? The, the, li- the last two albums. Okay. Not these first two. Uh, this first album is pretty crap. Um, and it sounds like a first album from like a band in high school. Of yeah. Like a bunch of like stoner friends that you had or something. like. Yeah, it was one of those things where... I try to listen to albums all the way through, especially for this. Yeah. But I think I started this album four times and got like halfway through, and I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna go do something else," because I just couldn't get through this. Like that. This uh, album is really mediocre. That son of a bitch song. I hated it. Like, th- I, I think like the whole song is like talking, and he's like, "You son of a bitch." That yeah, it's, shit. it's well, it's really '90s for one thing. The only the, thing like vocal style, and that doesn't work either. The only thing that I could find redeeming about most of their music was the instrumentals. Not so much on this album, but yeah, this album didn't have that many. But I I hate the singing. I hate it so much. You don't like the guy's voice or the not at all style of singing? Because I think on some of the I mean he's got a fine voice, but it's the style of singing. Yeah, I it's think on the later albums it works better because he kind of figured it out. Maybe yeah, his first album though is no no good. Yeah, the only songs that I even remotely was fine with were uh, songs that had Josh Homme singing, and there weren't and many makes, of those. That makes sense, though, yeah, because that's kind of what he does. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to really say about this album. Yeah, yeah I don't either. It so. sucked, and it, I think that it's very clear it's their first album. It most people seem to uh, be on the same side there. Yeah, that uh, this album. Yeah, it's not an album that's known as like is held up as like a this is the pinnacle of stoner rock. Yeah, from what I can tell, uh, their two middle albums of the four albums are their big albums. They're like the essential ones, yeah. And then the bookends are not so much. Yeah. But, yeah. So I guess moving on, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Blues for the Red Sun was the year after. Um, And this was a dramatic improvement over the first album. I agree. And I think it's probably what they're best known for, I think. Yeah, from what I can tell, this album and the next one are the big albums and this yeah. one and i think this one is what got them noticed probably yeah not that they were ever a big band but like you know defined the the desert stoner rock scene so yeah i expected like looking into the um just looking at the song titles i saw thong song and i immediately was like god that's gonna, gonna be, be great yeah yeah and then I, I listened to it and you know it was decent there was a i think it was an acoustic song ish it wasn't like 500 million year trip or something there's one song on here or maybe it's the next album that was like acoustic ish don't remember if that was this album or not yeah and i it came out of nowhere from a stoner rock band i was like ah, this sucks <laughs> i i got nothing nice to say about them about this one either yeah um, my favorite song was yeah at the end because it was cause four it was seconds long of someone just saying yeah so that says a lot yeah, I'm going to put I mean, that as it, the song. I thought they were, it starts <laughs> off like their debut album, but becomes like the the genre-defining kind of album that it is, I guess, even though I don't necessarily like it. Yeah. Uh, but towards the middle of the album, there's two songs I wrote down that specifically are very reminiscent of Queens of the Stone Age for me, uh, Caterpillar March and Freedom Run. Those are both so clearly like early early like queens of stone age style yeah and caterpillar stuff, so. march is at least enjoyable in the sense that it is a uh instrumental yeah don't have to worry about the i think that's a big yeah. thing that, that it, shit th- this band works better as an instrumental 
so yeah with, with Hami singing obviously is what is inevitably so i and here's what i can kind of tell from this style of music not just caius but like this style of music because there's a couple of bands like this around dfw and just around you know the world that are big yeah um i just don't really think they're album bands like they're better live i've been to stoner rock i bet this band would have been a lot better to see live i imagine like i bet if i was at a show at one of those generator parties or just at a show and caius was playing i bet i would have had a good time but not the type of good time that i would have been like oh i'm gonna go buy that album or i'm gonna go listen to this when i can cut home it would be more of just a i'm in the moment kind of like those festivals that uh older people go to that are just in the middle of suburbs and they don't go to listen to the music they're just going there for the social thing which nothing wrong with that but it's just kind of like they're not going to go home and be like yeah night rider was great night ranger do you know if their music is on spotify i didn't think to check but i didn't check i feel like it probably isn't yeah it might not be because i i did i was curious to see if any of these have been re-released on uh as a record or anything on vinyl and they haven't been which i think tells you a lot about people wouldn't buy these albums yeah, and it, it's funny because they have. Because it a, would be a cash grab otherwise, and that'd be great. Like they could make a lot of money. And so. they do have a pretty uh, big fan base. Which no, I think they are on Spotify because I I think I looked this up when I was thoroughly pissed off that I was listening to this music. I was like, well, <laughs> how, no. How one, many other people listen to this music? Well, I was like, there's no one could really like this. Yeah, it's in my search. So I was like, no one can how really many, like this. How many this. monthly listeners then do they a- have? Any guess? I don't have any idea for scale on Spotify. 381,000. Coheed has like a million. That's a lot more than I would have expected. Exactly. Way more. Let's see. Because when I think of like the like desert rock kind of stoner music kind of stuff like this that I would listen to more is like the, the desert sessions are more appealing to me than this. Yeah. Queens of the Stone Age has 4.1 million. Uh Let's see Foo Fighters just for shits. And I mean, that's going to be the biggest one, right? Yeah. For a rock 9. band. 9.9 yeah. million. But, so, but still, 300,000 is a lot for a band. That does hasn't existed for 20 years. And, and like, they're the most notable person right. in it has been very, like, adamant of, like, yeah, that's never going to be a thing again. Well, and has plenty of other music that he's doing. Yeah, way better music. To. And that, that too, yeah. Yeah, there's that's the thing is like any time there were a couple times when I was listening to this where I could turn off the vocals, I could just not pay attention and then I was like yeah. just listening to the background cuz the cool thing about what Josh Homme does and I don't know if we'll ever do a Queens of the Stone Age episode. Part of me hopes we don't cuz I think uh, we want to try to not do bands who are still doing yeah. stuff like putting out a lot of work maybe, but Yeah. Uh, but I say that, but then we did Foles recently, so I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Their new album is shit. Oh, and is it? Uh, yeah. I haven't listened to it, so. Yeah. <laughs> I just know that uh, that one guy in the band was leaving, so I was like, let's It's weird, how, and he was the it. bassist, so like, it's weird how much things feel different. Yeah. Yeah. So um, So probably not a Queens of Stone Age episode at some point. But, but Josh Homme is like, he's known for his really relaxed vocal stylings, and then also he's uh, his guitar tone is pretty unique in the sense that he tunes down i think like two or three whole steps like it's nuts mm. how much he tunes down and so that gives you that really sludgy metal sound and then on top of that he plays through bass amps to give it even more yeah. of a bassy tone so 
that was there from the beginning, which is nice. There's none none of that kind of like oh you know that was a Queens of the Stone Age thing. It's cool hearing it from the beginning. Yeah, and it's definitely just a thing that he does. Yeah. So yeah. it in that sense, that was one of the more enjoyable things as I could turn off. And even then, like it wasn't like I loved the instrumentals. It was more yeah. just kind of like oh yeah, that sounds like well, it's better than. Yeah. Like, I don't dislike the vocals as much as you do, but they're definitely not great. It's just there so. was nothing for me to latch on to. Like, even when they would have quote-unquote choruses, I was like, fuck, I don't, like, this isn't yeah. enjoyable. I'm not going to find myself, you know, singing this without the music. You yeah. Know? But um, it, it, there just wasn't uh, much there for me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Adam. I don't know if you came into this no, I, excited or at all, I, so, but fuck, I mean, there's I only <laughs> the two albums that I'd listen to of theirs. Uh, one of them is this next one that we'll do. Uh, Welcome to Sky Valley. This one I think seems like their biggest album. This is the one that I know of for sure. I have listened to multiple times, and I actually really like it for the most part. But it's also very clearly Josh Homme's album. Yep. Especially if you look at the songwriting credits, I think they're all for him on this album. Yeah. So that says a lot. Yep, and it says all songs written by Josh Homme, yeah. except where noted. And he's singing on a lot of them more than in the past albums. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid intro track, uh, Gardenia, which is funny because that's a song title that Josh Homme reused when he worked on an album with Iggy Pop recently. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I just, he must really like that name. And then... Uh, I was just re-listening to this. And yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, this one, it, It's out of all of them, is... The one, if I had to pick one, I yeah. would pick this album. And, and I, I think that's, well, for both of us, it's probably because it's just Josh Homme's stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, this could have been a solo album of his before Queens of the Stone Age. If you, like, told me that, I would believe you. So. Yeah, and their biggest song is on this album, Demon Cleaner. Mm-hmm. And uh, not a fan of that. It sounds like uh, Shitty Tool, and Tool <laughs> is shitty. Yeah. And so, and guess what? Tool covered it at two hmm. of their shows. So that's weird. It says something, you yeah. know, it, 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 that, that's the best way of explaining these vocals. And, you know, if you like tool, whatever, but it sounds like tool vocals where it's just very nineties and like, yeah, very nineties is the thing I kept going back to. Like, I don't want to call it grunge because it's not, that. it's no, it's definitely got some grunge yeah. kind of feel to it. Cause I mean, he sounds like the guy in the uh, toadies and burden brothers, uh, yeah, but like, and Todd Lewis, like, he his vocals different. sound similar, but in the same grungy kind of way. Yeah, but he sounds different than, you know, like an Eddie Vedder type. Who, yeah. Like, whenever I think grunge, I think Eddie Vedder and um, Chris Cornell. Like, and those two have that... Yeah, he doesn't sound like that. That no, kind of yeah. shit. Uh, it's like a like shitty impersonation of it, kind of, almost. Yeah. Except that's not what he was going for, well, obviously. And so. that's like... Throughout all the albums, the instrumentation gets better, and, you know, they're... Yeah, I think it really shows on this album. Uh, yeah. But Sp- Space Cadet is a song I wrote down that is, yeah. like, really them growing out of their shitty high school generic rock band sound. Yeah, but the vocals never... They never... Never got better. Yeah. They never get out of their comfort zone. They never change. It's like that person was like, yeah, it seems to me like the band gets in there and writes their stuff and like they work hard on it. And then the singer just comes in the last day yeah. and just puts his vocals on it. And probably because it, it was, like. it was his band originally, so he can still do that. But yeah. And it, I, d- I do think it's telling though that he doesn't do anything really today. Yeah. So. I wasn't able to, uh, 
sit there and I was uh, trying to sit there. I was like, well, does this sound like Queens of the Stone Age? Cause I do like Queens of the Stone Age, not as much as everyone else, but I do right. like them. Um, and I was sitting there trying to think like, okay, well, am I able to turn off these vocals and feel like, oh, this feels like it, it's a precursor to Queens of the Stone Age. Sometimes yes. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. no. And I mean, it, it would be interesting if they put out like the instrumental only versions of all these songs. I'd be curious to go listen to that and see how I feel about it. Well, and uh, some because I don't think it would. I don't think you would like it a lot yeah. either because some of the songs just wouldn't work. But some of this goes from like stoner rock to like not jam rock in the sense of like uh, Grateful Dead, but like jam rock in the sense that like it's stoner rock just like soloing. Yeah, which is cool live, but listening to it, um, it's yeah recorded. It doesn't doesn't work as well. And I think from what I have been able to find about the band is that uh, you know on that first album, people feel like that they who are, the producer didn't capture the band as they were live, and then the second and third album, the person did better. Which, by the way, maybe the, I mean they do get progressively better. Yeah, the second and third album were recorded at Sound City. Oh really? I, I didn't don't know if you that. saw that. I no. think the fourth one is as well. Yeah, I all of them they except were all... for the first one was recorded at Sound okay. City. So, which isn't? Did you know that's back open? Sound yeah. City is open again. Yeah, yeah, interesting. If everybody doesn't know what we're talking about, you should go watch the Sound City documentary because it's really great. Yeah, it is pretty good. Um, uh, fucking the last track, the quote-unquote hidden. Actually, yeah, no, the the hidden track. Yeah, fucking stupid. I hate it. it that that's that kind of humor. Like, I think. Josh Homme and Dave Grohl and them are funny, but whenever they get into that kind of like dad humor and yeah. they think they're really funny. So the last, the hidden track song is called Lick Do. I don't think I heard this. It's real bad. I don't think it's on the copy that I have. Yeah. Well, here. That I legally acquired. I'll put in an edit right here, but you got to listen to it real quick. I want you to know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, this wasn't on my. It's only 50 seconds long. Well, honey, you know that you can and will lick my dude. Yeah. Well, honey, you know that you can and will lick my big fat dude. Come on, you know that. Yeah, this is definitely something that they thought was real funny in the studio. already already been going on too long that's kind of a shame they recorded that in sound city yeah so i've probably edited it but we just listened to it and uh, no you should just put the whole thing in they're not going to sue us they're not even a band anymore yeah i'm fine with that yeah except if they do sue us they'll quote this and be like yeah they said we wouldn't sue them so they knew (laughs) they were doing something wrong yeah (laughs) but so regardless it'll be fine uh that track is 57 seconds long and like 20 seconds in. You're like, wow, this is still going. Yeah. It fucking just drew, drove me up the wall. It sucks. <laughs> For an album that, you know, is pretty decent. 
uh, yeah, I think I mean this is that. easily my favorite album of theirs. You remember Hidden Which Tracks? Like, yeah, like there's like a Nirvana song that's like 30 minutes long. I think they have a song like that. It's like 30 minute song, and then at the end they have a hidden track. That's weird. You that can't was cool. Do that, anymore. that was cool with CDs. Yeah. Oh, and did you read about how they released this? Uh, the the only thing, track thing. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So kinda, if you want to explain it, because I don't remember the yes. details. I I just have one note that said that uh. The liner notes instruct you to listen without distraction. Yeah, so the liner notes said that, and by they tried to force people into doing that by there's a total of ten songs and a one hidden track. But instead of releasing it as ten songs, they released it as three songs, and they were all like super long, like you know, fifteen, twenty minute songs. Mm-hmm. So three twenty minute songs, uh, basically trying to force people to listen to it as you know, oh, I guess because it was on, yeah, because it was a CD. They tried the to release so it as like they... one album or one song, I think. Yeah, they were like, no, no, we're not doing that. But hmm. you know, I'm not sure if that really worked out for them. I mean, yeah, the copy that I got doesn't have uh, everything that I could find doesn't have that uh, up for sale now. It's not that way on Spotify. They it's just did the that originally. Eleven then. songs, like it, it, it's not that way anymore. But. Oh yeah, Here, here's a good quote from CDs. him. He he wanted it to be hell for you to play on a CD player. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty good. Yeah, not much more for me to say on that. Uh, yeah, so their last I, album, uh, yeah. and the circus leaves town, which was a year later, 1995. Um, I'm pretty sure they either broke up right before this album came out, or I think it was really soon after. Really soon after, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I mean. There was, yeah. a- according to everyone who was working with the band, there was like little to no, um, uh, com- or not commercial, like a uh, push for the album. So it did really horribly. Yeah, it didn't sell well yeah. at all. Yeah, not that they were like a big, you know, chart topper band. But no, but they did have a following, and yeah, you know, Rolling Stone was giving them, you know, like fours and fives for those two last yeah. albums. So. Well, which, speaking of the, this album and the last one before it, uh, they both have a lot more instrumental breaks, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. and just really shows how bad the first album is to me. Like, yeah, yeah, just because they they've clearly gotten better and they've ditched most of that shitty sound they started with, but they still have the vocals, um, yeah, that are obnoxious. I wrote on uh, Tangy Zizzle is a track that is kind of <laughs> ruined. By so, yeah. the vocals. So. so by the by this time of me listening to this stuff, uh You were burned out and happy they only had four albums. Yeah, no. You know, I when we were like, Oh, it's four albums, I was like, perfect, you know, like that's a good amount of albums, you know. Can relax a bit, really actually listen to it. Felt like forever when I was listening yeah. to it. And then I saw this last album and it said seventy two minutes. I was like, Fucking mm-hmm. kill me. But yep. then I found out that that last song, uh was like 34 minutes long because there was a hidden track but even then i think like 15 minutes of that it's is still the song. it's still an hour long album, yeah it, it's a long album yeah. for sure but other than that other than the last track all the songs are pretty straightforward and shorter uh not that that makes them yeah there's though. nothing that was like five nothing over three or four minutes on here so. yeah like rolling stone gave this a two and a half stars but there's nothing really great about this album either. It's just there's, again, more parts that feel like they're 
pre like early Queens of the Stone Age, and I would just rather go listen to them. Yeah, so this album came out in ninety five and Queens of the Stone Age started in ninety six. So yeah. you know. No, I I think this one too, like it it if you told me that everybody was already like checked out and they were just doing it to finish the album, that would make sense. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like they put much effort into it. Even the first album that I don't like, it's still pretty like I don't know, real and kind of like genuine feeling. Like they they really believed in what they were doing, even if it wasn't good. Yeah, and there definitely is that feeling. You can tell, yeah. and the way that they talk about it's still, you know. Well, the way they talk about the band in general is not, not they're not all on the same page about that, so. Yeah, it, I don't like this band at all. I like them less now that I listen to all their albums. Yeah, uh, there, and there are bands that I, think, I like, like one album, and they'll yeah. have like eight albums, and that's fine, but there's nothing <laughs> here for me at all um i I would say the the third album is one you would want to listen to if that's all you want to if you want to like try listening to them and i would say that would be the one to listen to and if you don't like it just get out now i would say don't waste your time at all listen listen to to something else like just anything else like yeah listen to queens of the stone age instead of listening to these four albums listen to your favorites queens of the stone age album four times again it's way better use of your time. Hell, even listen to the worst Queens of the Stone Age. I think album, maybe maybe the best thing to album. recommend would be the the uh, split LP that they did with Queens of the Stone Age. You can get four songs of Caius, and then the rest of it will be Queens of the Stone Age. And I, I will disagree. I say I haven't don't listened, listened to it, to so it. I don't know. But I don't trust Caius at all. Uh, if I you really want to listen to him, that's the only way to do it: is four songs. And then four good songs by a different band. This is one of the rare uh, situations where I agree with Josh Homme and yeah. hope that this band never gets back together. <laughs> I I don't imagine people no, would want to see happen. them. It's well, I don't even think people would want to go see them. Really, like I think that they there would be. Uh, that's weird. Turnout. There must be some like weird like. You forget about how I mean. Maybe people do listen to these all the time. If you do, email us and let us know that we're wrong and you enjoy this band. But I don't think you exist. So yeah, feel free to attack me. I don't give a shit. I hate this band. I hate it so much. I was talking to Hagen about this. He was like, "Oh yeah, what are you guys listening to this week?" And I told him. He goes, "Oh," and I yeah. was like, "Yeah." I mean, I was sitting there saying like, I don't know what to do because like I tried to come up with like tracks that I could talk about, but I was like, I, there's nothing I can say. And he was like, just, just be real negative. Just do it. And I was just like, yeah, you have I, to, you, it's fitting for this. Cause it's the first album is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I was harsh enough on it earlier, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, it is. And it wasn't a good start. Like the, I still like the third album. I'm not going to go listen to it a bunch. Even the album artwork of that first album is super lazy. It's just their name like stretched out. Yeah. And, God damn it. Can, I don't know if you can hear my cat, but she's at it again like the last episode. Um, but not not by the mic. No, but I could get her over here. Um, yeah, I would just say go listen to Queens of Stone Age or anything else, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this is the first where we're not recommending anybody go listen to anything. Yeah. Uh, for sake of padding out the episode this week, my cat, I, get, I came home and I thought she was uh, not eating her food. So naturally, that's alarming. She's four years old. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe something's wrong. Maybe she's sick and trying to say something. So she, for two days, hadn't eaten anything from her bowl of food. So I'm like, okay, I'm taking her to the, to the vet. 
you know, a couple hours later and $200 short, I come back and they give me medicine, all that stuff. And then I noticed today that she has been eating this whole time. She found her bag of food and had chewed a hole in the bottom of it. And instead of eating from the bowl, was eating straight from the bag. Oh, yeah, it's fresh. And the reason I didn't know, and, you know, people were like, well, why didn't you know? Because uh, wouldn't you be checking the bag daily to fill up her stuff? No, because she hadn't been eating from the bowl, so I wasn't filling up the food because she still had a full bowl of food. So, cool. Glad that that happened. That's good. Real fun. So she's <laughs> fine and you're out money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever. That's That's animals for you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh hide your food. That that's my little that that's, was me padding the episode a little good. bit. I don't yeah. know how long we've been going. The computer's know. too far away from yeah, me. Yeah, it's on the screensaver, so I don't know. I feel like this is a short episode and that's fine. Totally fine by so me. So what are we doing next next week? Um so <laughs> you recommended something and then I've also thought of something. Yeah. Here's what I'll do. I'll say what I thought of, and if you don't like it, then we'll do yours. How about that? Okay. All right. And I won't say yours unless we're doing it, because then we can save it for another time, because I do like your idea. So I was thinking we could do uh, the, uh, the, fuck, I can't think of a word, <laughs> the uh, quintessential shoegaze uh, band, My Bloody Valentine, who only has three albums. Okay. But- if you don't like that, we can do yours. I've what do you never think? listened to them, well, so there you go. I think that would be good. I've listened to one of their albums. They only have three albums. I mean, I've albums. definitely heard songs of theirs just yeah. around. but They had an album that came out in like the 80s, one in the 90s, and one in like 2013. So, And they're when you talk about Shoegaze, oh, yeah, they're, they're they are like one of the big The biggest yeah. name, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much the only big name that I know, other than them and like Slow Dive. Yeah, but, I was going to say, Slow Dive is probably the other one. But. Yeah, so... uh yeah, that's that's what we'll listen to is yeah. My Bloody Valentine. Cool. Just only three albums. I think they may have a like an EP and whatnot, but we're gonna listen to the three albums, and then uh, if all goes according to plan, we you and I are taking a break from deep dive, and two other people are gonna do some deep dive episodes for a little bit, and then we're gonna come back later. But yeah, we're gonna take like a summer vacation off or something like that. Yeah, just Adam and me. The show's gonna keep going, yeah. and if those two suck at what they're doing we'll, we'll swoop in and save the day i'll still be recording those episodes by the way yeah it's gonna be weird for you you're gonna have to sit here and listen to them yeah like they told me the first band that they're doing which i i won't ruin it now but and i was just like man y'all fucking pick that band and i'm just gonna have to sit there and be quiet yeah. about what you guys are talking about i'm debating on giving myself a microphone I think you should have like a producer mic. Yeah, where I will hold my tongue unless I have to say something. Yeah, if they say something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or offensive. Or it might be funny to just have me in the background, just you know saying it. But whatever. Next week we're gonna do. It's gonna uh, be different after next week's episode. I or, have no clue what songs I'm gonna put for this episode, but I'll well, figure it out. Other than the one you played in the middle of it, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to think about that because I don't have any songs that were. Yeah. Really compelling. I don't think there's any songs people think of immediately with them either. So Nope. Oh well. And we're not gonna use the song that Tool covered, so sorry. Yeah. Well, now we're not for sure, because he said that. But we're listening yeah. to My Bloody Valentine next week. They're three yeah. studio albums. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>